across an interesting fact the other day. You know, if I took a uh, ride in a spaceship at the speed of light for 10 years, when I return, I'd be 10 years older, but everybody else here would be 80 years older. Now, do you realize the ramifications of that? Yeah, for once, you'd be the best player on our softball team. Episode 140. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Going from six to midnight faster than you can say. Oh! And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Frank, and Bill. Sorry, kind of, I, I had that to, was kind of I had a grown-up liner, wasn't it? I had, I had to bail out of that one. That was kind of a grown-up one, wasn't I it? I didn't <laughs> feel comfortable. I don't, I don't even know what it means. So Anyway, welcome to A Half Hour Wasted. Kind episode of, 140. Wow. Uh, next week, yes. on episode 141, I should have a final tally uh, of uh, the fundraiser. Nice! Awesome! New York. Um. <clears throat> by that time, the final payment will have been made. Nice. Okay, and I will have uh, a dollar amount and a long list of people's names to read. So. All right. So that'll be one forty-one. Yeah, next week. Go, All right, go, guys. go, 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 Ashley. Uh, discount comic book service DCBService.com uh, has their uh, September their September specials up. I forgot I was supposed to be playing the new uh, uh-huh. music, but this, you know, whatever. This is uh, no, whatever. There's nothing wrong with a little uh, digital underground. A couple huh? of specials I got going: um, Black Widow, Deadly Origin, number one of four. Ooh. Is this uh, new or is this classic? No, this is a new. It's oh, like how cool! Deadly Origin is is what it's called. So um, what? Is Jeff Johns writing this? Because clearly he's retelling uh, it's her Marvel. origin. Okay, it's so Marvel. okay, it's written so. by Paul Cornell, penciled yeah. by Tom Rainey and John Paul Leon. So Michael Eisner's writing it. $4 sticker price. You can get it for $2, 50% off. Hey, it's Brad. Once again, want to tell you about Oceanverse uh, issue number two, available in the September solicits for DCBS. Oceanverse number two is 35% off. You can get it for $2.27. You can still get Oceanverse number one for $1.95. It's 35% off. You can get Oceanverse t-shirts, small through double X, for $12.75. And it's 25% off. And listen in later in the episode for an Oceanverse uh, surprise. May the Schwartz be with you. And uh, Black Knight number one. Not to be confused with Black Guest. Not oh, one. right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, written by Tom DeFalco. Uh, None and, shall pass. And... Uh, Art by Ron Lim, the secret, uh, Ron Friends, okay. the secret origin of the original Black Knight is finally revealed as vampires, zombies, werewolves, and demons from the darkest realms confront Sir Percy of Scambia Excellent. and his twin brother on their desperate quest to find chaos, the dreaded Doom, Doombringer, the only weapon capable of defeating Excalibur, the legendary battle sword of King Arthur. Wow. I actually don't know the first thing about um, Black Knight, but... 
I might just pick this up because I like Tom DeFalco's stuff. Okay. I like Ron Friends' stuff. What and has he done? Knows? He he had a huge long run on Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Did a lot of the Hobgoblin okay. stuff. Because I thought you said Ron Lim there. Maybe I did, did it first, first, and I corrected myself. Yes, because uh, he's one of those guys that sometimes his art looks incredible, and sometimes it looks not very good at all. Yeah. It, I think it, it, he's one of those people that it totally depends on the inker, I think, because what he did in the um, uh, the uh, the Holy War, uh, Ranthanagar Holy War, uh, written by Starlin, because he's, he's kind of Starlin's uh, right-hand man now. That book's $4. You can get it for 50% off for $2, dcbservice.com. Yep. So that looked uh, that looked great. It was Ranthanagar Holy War, wasn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, uh, pretty the, sure. That yeah. story was a little weak. Okay. I thought. Yeah, the story was well, just because I don't, uh, you know, Anamar Sin and and all these, you know, the new Adam Strange, and I just no, nah, I don't, I don't keep up. So I was just totally lost. It's like trying to get back into the X Men or something. Yeah. It's just, you know. Well, I I was just just, uh, just there, playing catch up the whole time. There was a lot of. I guess politics and uh, yeah. not, not so, uh, politics yeah. and, and world politics, you know, ran and Thanagar and yeah. and so I was a little confused and I guess I could have been more into it. But I just I, I just I got it um, just because I, I frankly I thought it was a tie-in to everything else that was going on at the time. Well, it, it was a tie-in, barely. I mean, it was. I mean, it was it was a tie-in in the same way that like. You know, Nova uh, had a secret invasion tie-in. You know, he's out there in the friggin' galaxy of, you know... Well, spoiler alert, that's that's mm-hmm. where we learned that it, it was actually Superboy Prime that had moved. It yes. was either Ran or Thanagar. Yeah. He actually moved the planet. Was that a retcon? Are you talking about... Is this the miniseries that came out the same Before time, Infinite Crisis. The same yeah. time Day of Vengeance yeah. and... Okay, yeah, I read that, and uh, yeah. I couldn't tell you jack squat about it. Well, yeah, no, not the uh, the uh, the Ranthanagar Holy War came out uh, after oh! that. Yeah, I'm not talking about the, they had those what they had okay. those four. That was good, um, by the way. Wow. Um, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, the Holy War didn't it come out like within the last few months or something. Uh, it, well, it came out over the last. It, it uh, okay. finished up somewhere in the last yeah. year. Yeah, um, not to be confused with the miniseries that came out before Infinite Crisis. Yeah, that was. Right. Uh, yeah, but anyway, um, Starlin wrote that, and Ron Lim uh, did the art, and I'm trying to remember who inked it because it looked really, really good. Uh, Ron Lim has a, has a very uh, classic uh, comic book style, or, you know the you know um, square jaws and broad shoulders and you know stuff like that. Um, he did you know, a the, lot of Spider-Man back in the, the day. Uh, I, re- the, I really enjoyed his uh-huh. stuff. But the, the like, boys you want to be like and the girls you want to be with. Every once in a while, he does something that yeah. looks. Like poo. Um, Ron Lim did. Um, uh, Starlin did uh, the first couple legs of the Infinity uh, uh, Gauntlet War. Um, whatever the I'm trying to remember what the the three Infinity series were. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ron Lim, uh, I'm trying to remember if he did the pencils on more than. I know he did the one, the, the last one. Um, gosh, what was it? You had the uh, oh the Infinity Crusade was the last one, wasn't it? So uh-huh. I think you had the Infinity Gauntlet. No, you had the Infinity uh, Crusade. The Infinity War and then the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, bummer. I guess... Uh, can Aren't we... you pretty good at drawing, like, animals and warriors and stuff? Anyway, yeah, I'm sure that this computer I've got right in front of me could probably tell me the answer, but <laughs> I was really, gonna, what fun is that, you know, to actually IMDb. have the answers? But the, uh, the, the third, uh, the third uh, of those, um, the last one they did, was drawn by Ron Lim, and either he has progressed greatly as an artist or he had an anchor that I didn't care much for because I thought the art in that was kind of... Infinity Gauntlet really was first, right? I think so, yeah, because that's the dark side. 
sorry, wrong major comic book uh, um, distributor. Um, yeah, Thanos uh, uh, collects the, uh, the the gems and uh, on the gauntlet uh, in the first one, and then they have the war in the second one. And I guess the Crusade must be the third one. The Crusade was weird. I need to go back and reread that one of these times. That was, that was one of those where uh, I found uh, almost all of them at a half price books one day, and when it's like I can't, I can't leave these because you know you go to a Comic Con, you'll see the packaged collection of them for you know 18 bucks you know whatever it's like jesus like uh retail prices or something infinity gauntlet Comic-Con. was 91 okay infinity war, war was yeah. 92 and crusade infinity okay. crusade was 93 yeah that's see that's the danger um that's the danger of uh of feeling that you have to have um a big blockbuster bigger than the last thing uh summer epic every year you know you Dang can't just is my middle name <laughs> but you can't just you know the, the, i think it's it's something that uh dc especially has to watch because you can't keep ratcheting the tension up every single year you know you can't have a you know the universe is going to dissolve you know every single year um because you'll quickly get to the point where there's no way you can have any kind of you know you know as much as, as fanboy and fan lady suspends disbelief, and we do suspend a lot of disbelief for our pleasures, um, you know, there's a point where even fanboy says, "Come on, dude, <laughs> you know, really?" Well, well where we're, where we may walk away from that, yeah. there's someone new coming yeah. coming up, and that's new to them. Well, and of course, DC and Marvel have different ways of doing it. You know, Marvel uh, has somewhat more. Slightly more down to earth, slightly realistic. Uh, maybe that's a bad word, but you know where DC is is destroying universes. Uh, you know Marvel is having civil wars, and they're having invasions by scrolls. The yeah. fifth yeah. issue of Infinity Crusade, yes, uh, coincidentally enough, uh-huh. was titled Holy War. Wow, Isn't that neat. That is crazy. It all comes that's back again. It all comes back. Al Milgram was the anchor. Oh yeah, Al Milgram. Oh geez, yeah. He, uh, he, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Al. I'm sure you were an awesome dude, but I don't like your art style. Um, he, uh, he inked that, uh, that, Dr. that Al Milgram interview. <laughs> I know. Sorry, boys. Yeah. That, uh, that page there, the Dr. Strange page, uh, that I got, uh, signed by Carrie Gamble, mm-hmm. Al Milgram inked that. And, um, I, um, yeah, I, I think Carrie Gamble, um, if you look at his art, his art, uh, his art was not aided by, uh, Carrie Gamble's, uh, fine work there. Gosh, who well, the heck? You who is calling? It's like four fifteen in the morning. Who's calling right now? I don't know. I don't know. Let me go make sure it's not like the cops or something. Okay. Well, you check that out. Uh, I thought we'd take we just talk about comic books, what we got in our DCBS order, and what we're reading, and what we're liking, what we're disappointed in, what we uh, what's good, what's not good, and all that stuff. I guess I'll I'll start right here. I just recently got the uh, Dynamo Five Third Trade. I've never read Dynamo Five, but I've I've heard lots of good stuff about it. You know, you know, is that Image? Yeah. This give uh, me a give me a basic uh, synopsis of what Dynamo Five is about. Step siblings um, come together and find out that they all have one. They all have superpowers, and two, they're all related to a central superhero man. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember this. And so they they form a super team, and each of them have one of his special powers. What? This this book reads so well and so effortlessly. I'm so surprised. What's this guy's name? It's Jay Fay Faber. How Farber? would you say Farber? Is that how you say it? Uh, 
Faber? Faber? I think it's Farber. Farber. I think I've heard it pronounced it, it, Farber. Yeah, it, it could definitely be Farber. It is so it reads so well and so effortlessly that and I was thinking about this the other night. When I first get these trades, this is only the third one. But when I read it, it's it's like time isn't even moving because it's just it's the story is moving so well and so fast and it's got good paces. And this guy also does noble causes mm-hmm. and there's another title I can't think of, but uh the, the the Dynamo Five, you guys are welcome to to read the first two tr- three trades if you ever want. I got them. Um, they they're a lot of fun, effortless reading. Huh. Just they're good. They're, it's just it's a very very good series, and I enjoy it when I get these trades. It's they read so well that they go by really fast. I'll that's the it. that's the one thing. So who's the uh, artist? Anybody ever heard? Of? I, I think the cover looks cool. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? It's a uh, Azira. As, uh, Asrar? Asara? Yeah. Hard to tell. I can I can highly recommend them. It's highly uh, recommend them. I don't know. It's like a cross between Barry Kitson and uh, uh, and uh, Hitch. Something like and that. And it's through Image. It's Dynamo 5. They're still publishing the singles, but, you know, I get the trade. Cool. Sometimes the artwork is just a little off, but not too much to bother me. Yeah. And there are some uh, there are some grown up parts in it at times, <laughs> as you're about to see. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Oh my. He's, uh, I mean, I like it. It's uh, mm. that that's got a cool look to it. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, uh, how, how about the you? artist is this? Uh, this flows fairly well. Mm. So well, I have my list of my last shipment, but I wanted to <clears throat> to show this uh, to you guys. IDW has somehow acquired the license to reprint the old really? Marvel. Star Trek comics. Oh, how cool! From uh, from whereabouts? From like when? Well, omnibus well, probably like mid seventies, right? Omnibus Volume One. When did the first uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture come out? Seventy nine. Yeah. Marvel published uh, issues one, two, and three of the first start the first Star Trek series. The first three issues of that were okay. a adaptation of the movie. Okay. Then issues four through eighteen. Was the uh, continuing uh, okay. <clears throat> series, and this volume one Star Trek Omnibus uh, reprints those. It ended with issue eighteen. Okay, the first run of of a Marvel Star Trek comics. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, the cover is beautiful. You get eighteen issues in there. No, it's issues four. Oh, through four through eighteen. 18. Okay. Yeah. Here, let's see. Um, pass it down. Yeah, because I'm hoping that this is a. Just my copy that is printed in the manner in which it's printed. Okay. Um, I find it really hard to believe that that the source material was yeah. that difficult to print from. Really? You see what I'm talking about there, Frank? Huh. Yeah, there's a real muddiness to yeah, it. and it, the uh, Ignore the colors for now. And I was about to say the coloring is just, just a little off, washed yeah, there's, out. There's something strange with the colors, but it's almost like somebody had these... The, like the these originals folded up in their back pocket, and they <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, let me let's print these. Let's well, print it, from these." It looks like it's. It looks like that they were. F- it, it looks like they may have been photocopied. Yeah, I mean, it and looks, then yeah. recolored. Yeah, they were definitely recolored. Um, there's something weird with the printing. I was hoping it was just my copy. I mean, they do. It looks like it looks like somebody stuck the original on a scanner. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, maybe that's what and, happened. And, and you can really tell the where it really stands out is the uh, the lettering. 
Yeah, the lettering is hard to read sometimes. I mean, it, the lettering looks like it's been Xeroxed. It's it's uh, it's d- part near amazing. I got I say. <clears throat> that and volume two of the IDW omnibus uh, at Zeus. Yeah, with a fifty percent off coupon. Well, so. and this is, dude. This is uh, uh, issue six at least. Uh, that's Dave Cockman, Klaus Jansen. Yeah, let me. I mean, that is not. Yeah, <laughs> that's not some, a couple scrubs, man. No, there are some names in here, Those man. Dudes. Let's see. I mean, um, J.D. Salinger. I mean, Klaus Jansen. Here's some is, of the artists. Klaus Jansen uh, is right up there with with D- Dick Giordano and Sandra Hope and Terry Austin. You know, it's just my favorite inkers of all time. I mean, you I got, just, some of the awesome. scripts uh, were written by Marv Wolfman, Denny O'Neill, Tom DeFalco. Um, wow. J.M. DeMatteis. Greatness. Mike Barr, Mike W. Barr. Yep. Um, and then, like you said, you've got Dave Cockrum, Klaus Jansen. Um, you've got, uh, there was somebody else I recognized. Do you have Gil any? Gil uh, Kane did one of these nice, issues. Nice. Have you, have, you, have you read it yet, Brad? That's really interesting. Do they am, have a different creative team I'm on each issue? A third of the way through. Well. Or is it just, they just don't I'll let stick around long? I'll look, look, well, okay, let's see. And are there any, um, uh, do you get like it any. It seems like it changed a lot. Let's see. Issues eight and nine were done by the same team. Do you get any DC Fontanas or Norman Spinrads mm-hmm. or Harlan Ellison's writing any of those? Martin Pasco wrote a lot of these in a row, but then he had different artists. Oh, Marty Pasco. Yeah. Um, he did some Justice Leagues back in the day, I too. I am in the middle of what, issue. Well, actually, I'm almost finished with issue eight. Um, and it's. Uh, you know, it's one and done Star Trek stories. They can get away with goofy stuff in here, you know? Yeah. Um, and apparently it takes place in continuity after Star Trek motion picture because they've okay. got those boring gray uh, the, they crew got the, the motion. Yeah. That, yeah. I, uh, I, I think, uh, unlike a lot of people now, I, I don't watch the movie very often at all, but um, I... I I I think the first movie is is kind of cool. No, I know Kurt, a lot of people that it's just Kurt's it's, drinking coffee. It's it's better than <laughs> yeah. You know, I know that first movie is better than Sominex for uh, for many people, but uh, for me, I I think it's pretty cool. And and when the, uh, the special edition came out with the uh, the 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 ramped up uh, special effects, um, I, I thought that uh, that really um, that really helped out a lot. Every once in a while, there's a panel in here that um, like this panel right here. You can totally tell that they lightboxed McCoy and Spock. Huh. Yeah, it looks just looks too much like them yeah. to me, but you know it's interesting. It's it's a nostalgia. Yeah, and uh, I'd never read any of this old stuff, and I figured you know for a half price I'll give it a shot. And we probably talked about this before, but I think one of the, one of the things that you go back and read old uh, old comics, and it doesn't matter who makes them or, or you know pretty much how old they are. If, it, if it's not if it's not the the modern age, like in the last ten years, basically, then the uh, the you know. Go back and read uh, old uh, Uncanny X-Men, you know, some of the greatest comics ever written, you know, that, that Claremont, Byrne, Austin uh, run. And I think uh, uh, Glennis, Glennis Ween, Glennis Wine, uh, I think was the colorist on, on most or all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at the time, I thought it was great. You know, go back and uh, go back and reread those now. And, you know, it's like the, the background is one color <laughs> and the uniform is one color. And, you know, there's... You know, when they started airbrushing and using, you know, computer graphics to color comics in, that, I think, was one of the revolutions that, that, that makes it worth spending three, sometimes four dollars on a stinking comic book. Because comics these days, are they're works of art in the right hands. And uh, back then, it was a comic book. 
It was alien. Yeah. yeah. With cape. Oh, he's that's got reverse mutton chops and, that is, and a handlebar mustache. That is pure Dave Cockrum, too. And two toes. That, that could be an Annie man. Yeah. And, and it looks like they're just kind of flying out in open space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they, they take, oh, what's here? Oh, let me see this real quick. The first, <laughs> the first uh, issue, issue number four. No. Yes. Issue number four. No. Yes. What, is, what, what does Enterprise come up on in the middle of space? A haunted house. <laughs> Wow. It's a haunted house. Complete that's with a, complete It's got with, a gate. Yeah, with a gate and then <laughs> ground that's like that's stalactites. Or, or that's stalactites. It's got a tree and it's got ghosts. It's stalactites, by the way. Yes, you're right. Um, and then they land. Yeah, that, that's they, very they season three they, of Gilligan's Island, yeah, isn't it? And they go in and it, it ends up that it's uh, what, it, what it turns out is, uh, spoiler alert. Who wrote that? Issue number four. Who wrote this? Yes. Uh, Marv Wolfman, actually. <laughs> oh, I would expect better from him. It actually turns out. That I was hoping it was Martin Pasco. That the Klingons so uh, disguised on one of their space stations yes. using a holographic projector mm-hmm. as a haunted house. And they would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for those yeah, meddling those kids. Meddling kids so. Well, yeah, there, there's nothing like to draw attention <laughs> away from you than to make your space station stand out like a sore thumb. Well, when you read the issue, it actually makes sense of why they did it. Which well, is, I mean, you know, nobody would want to go into that sector of space. It's haunted. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> we'll go back to you, but uh, we, I guess we should rate these things. Uh, Dynamo Five, I, I give a uh, four out of five. Well, okay. what would you give that Star Trek? I know you're not all the way through it. I'd give it a buy. So far, I haven't read. I'd give it a buy. Let's rate it like that: a buy, no buy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, was it? Uh, no, it's uh, what buy, borrow, or pass? Is that it? Yeah, that's what the CGS guys mm-hmm. did. They borrowed it from somebody. Yes. I mean, it's, it's hey, you worth, know what? It mm-hmm. works, and uh, you know, hey. If, if you can get it for, if you're a Star Trek fan like I yes. am, like if it has the CGS stamp of approval, I'm yeah. about ninety eight percent of the way to saying I'm good. <laughs> if, yeah, I don't even if you're a Star at. Trek fan and you want to read stuff you've never read before, and you can get this for half price, I'd say buy it. Cool. All right, um, but what, what do you got now? Is that over there? I'm sorry. Is that the Star Trek collection brand new? This? Yes. That it, that that. Yeah, omnibus. it was. I mean, obviously the comics are not, but yes, that, okay. the collection. Says, uh, 2009. So yeah, that's, I believe it just came out. recently. That's pretty close. And then volume two, by the way, contains, mm-hmm. I think, the entire series of Marvel's Star Trek: The Early Voyages. Really? Which I'm not real familiar with, but it had to do with Pike. Oh. Uh, he was the captain in those. In those. And it's about. Is, it's about one and a half oh, times as thick as this. Really? Yeah, I'll bring that next time so you can take a gander. And, and before Bill, oh Bill goes God. in, wasn't there a collection of the of the Marvel Star Star Wars comics? Isn't there a collection of those? Dark Horse. Dark be. Horse did it. Put them out. They're out of print, but you can still find them every once in a while. In fact, I'm I there were seven volumes. I think I have four of the seven volumes. By the way, it reminds me you said Star Wars. Uh-huh. If anybody listening has copies of uh, Star Wars Empire's End issues one and two, not the collected small trade that has both issues in one deal. But if you actually have the actual issues, the flappies, the numbers one, uh, two issue series Empire's End, and uh, you want to get rid of them, send me an email because I'm interested in uh, binding them with my other Dark Empire, Dark Empire two floppies. Because mm-hmm. I'm starting to do, I'm getting lots of books together to get, to go to library binding. Okay, here's the deal, kind listeners. Brad is being very nice about this. He needs these, so so find them, send them in. Brad will appreciate it, and you will 
enjoy the fact that you've uh, you've brightened up a young man's uh, young man's existence. So, um, so what do you got there, Bill? That you want to share with us? Um, I've uh, uh, actually, I mean, I'm I'm on the spot now. I haven't looked at uh, any one of these. Uh, yeah, I, so I go to uh, the comic book store today, and uh, I'm sorry this uh, this may be dating uh, this episode. Um, uh, okay, no, I'm not sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. Uh, but I uh, I walk into it's the comic book store. That we'll do two shows it's, a night when we yeah. record. Yeah. So it's Wednesday. I walk into the comic book store. I'm sure a lot of people out there know where this is going. I walk in. I go to the new uh, the the new release rack and the uh, the you ladies. Mean this from, happened last last Wednesday. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the lady from behind the uh, the counter about uh, thirty feet away goes, "You looking for the new comics? Those will be in tomorrow." It's Labor Day. And I go, oh, man, are you serious? How could this happen to me? And, and I've probably, I've probably uh, uh, retold this tale of woe before. But every single stinking holiday, everyone, I go into that comic book store on Wednesday, and I'm so really disappointed. The only good thing about that there's a very tiny silver lining is that uh, there's always, you know, a couple of titles. You know, there's always a couple of titles that, that I'm interested in, but I'm not getting. And so when you go in there, um, you know, it's like, okay, fine. I'll go ahead and get uh, um, like the, uh, I got the, uh, the, the first issue of the red tornado miniseries. I have no idea where it's going. I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, now are you going to go at, back tomorrow? All I know is that Jose Luis, who's the penciler. Yes, I will go back tomorrow, but Jose, Jose Luis, the penciler, um, that dude, I swear to God, uh, that is Ed Bennis, uh, drawing under a pseudonym for whatever reason. I mean, it is that pretty, is, that is, is channeling Ed Bennis, uh, which in my book is, uh, is, is a is thumbs Jose up. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. I don't know. Is it? I thought yeah. it was just Jose Luis, but, uh, um, uh, maybe it is. Um, I don't know. It just says Jose Luis. Maybe it's somebody. Inks by JP Mayer. Maybe it's not Jose Luis. Because Jose Luis Garcia Lopez looks a lot like, pardon me, looks a lot like George Perez. No, this would not be it. I said this. This absolutely is channeling uh, okay. Ed Bennis. And, I like Bennis. And the art. inker uh, is uh, is very very similar to uh, Sandra Hope. And I just uh, that's one of my uh, my favorite things about the uh, the JLA run. Um, uh, you know, the early JLA run was um, just the art of Bennis and Hope. I just you know I, I think the there are two comic book uh, art teams that got the Justice League perfect. Uh, the first team was back in the early 70s. That would be the great. Back in the aughts and 70s. Missed, yes, the, the, the dear departed Dick Dillon, who's been dear and departed since 1980. This is not a new thing. Um, and Dick Giordano. Um, Dillon and Giordano, just perfection. Um, I, I was just rereading... Uh, uh, Crisis on uh, Multiple Earths, uh, Volume Three, for I, no particular I have reason. That trade. Yeah, and uh, well, the end of it, uh, he has uh, an inker, uh, Joe Joe Giella, um, inks Dick Dillon's uh, first uh, works, and it is just not the same. It, it hardly even looks like the same artist. Um, but Dick Giordano, uh, he's always to me done the perfect Batman. Okay. I mean, just honestly, just the perfect Batman. If I had it with me, I'd, I'd make I, you look at I it right now. I would agree with that. I love. Dick Giordano's stuff, and I just his—it's just—I don't—I don't know why. It's just he's yeah. just a great anchor. Like Big I said, he, he's right up there. 
he's right up there with my favorite inkers of all time. So, uh, so I love that. And, uh, and, and Bennis and hope, I just think that, uh, you know, the, the superheroes weren't too outrageously, you know, roided up, but they're still extremely imposing. You know, the, uh, the, the ladies are, uh, you know, ladies are beautiful. The, the men are, um, you know, I like my superheroes have barrel chested. Yeah. (laughs) You got a lot of that. Um, so yeah, I, I was, uh, I was big fans of that. And um, you know, I look forward to uh, you know seeing uh, seeing where it goes. Well, let, so this, let me, uh, this red tornado. Um, I'm a big fan of the character too. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I just hope it has some action in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you recently, Bill, you recently lent me the Doom Patrol yeah. showcase. Yeah. Love it. I'm halfway through it. Um, the first issue just came out by Giffen. Oh yes. And it's a real setup issue mm-hmm. where you're reintroduced to all the characters. Yeah. Uh, Ulog Island is in yes. this from uh, from fifty two. Uh, that's kind of where they're based. If anyone's familiar or not familiar with the Doom Patrol, uh, misfit superheroes, very much in the guise of X Men, mm. but there's only three of them. Um, I thought there were more. Go watch the Teen Titans cartoon. I thought there were the, more people. There have in been. Doom Patrol. Yeah, there there have been, but the, there there's three the main ones. Well, the Doom yeah. Patrol has been around since the mid '60s, and it has gone through so many iterations. Beast Boy was a was a uh, from Teen Titans. Yeah, he Beast, was he was a, yeah. a member of the Doom Patrol. Garfield Logan's character was introduced in the Doom Patrol. But did, have you gotten to those episodes yet? No, I, I'm sorry to, to tangent off. But man, when you get to, <laughs> you're reading the showcase right now, uh-huh. when you get to the issues, especially the first issue that uh, that that Gar Logan shows up in, dude. <laughs> But he turns into. I mean, first of all, it's black and white, so you right, can't right. tell that he's color green. I'm right. assuming he is. Yeah, uh, I don't know what color his hair is, but dude, when he turns into an eagle, he's still got his freaking hair. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he turns into like a lizard. He's got that tuft. He's got that hair sticking out. Oh, it's oh, it's priceless, man. It's so funny. Um, I'm really enjoying that <laughs> showcase. A lot of fun. Yeah, kind of strange, um, but not Silver Age, fantastic yeah. strange. Frank and I were talking uh, before we went up on on air with this, and uh, my opinion was that uh, uh, compared to a lot of '60s, a lot of Silver Age stuff, I, I totally, uh-huh. you know, if people are into Silver Age, man, I dig that. Knock yourselves out. Have a great time with it. But I have a, a hard time. Uh, this the Silver Age stuff just seems so just so simplistic compared to what they do these days. Um, And, you know, I don't necessarily need the soap opera. One nice thing about the Silver Age was that, uh, you know, you'd have a lot of one-and-done episodes. You know, it wasn't all arcs, and, you know, you certainly didn't have six-issue arcs and and, and stuff like that, uh, you know, dragging you from issue to issue. You could actually pick up one comic book, come back six months later, pick up another, and you're not necessarily lost. Um, But um, compared to uh, most of the other Silver Age titles, you know, um, especially... Of DC's titles, especially because Marvel and DC uh, were a lot different back in the sixties. Yeah, um, I thought uh, the Doom Patrol is maybe the, the 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 best written, the the most interestingly written of uh, of DC's sixties uh, uh, titles. For Silver Age stuff. Somebody who's not familiar with them. Yes. What is their deal? Uh, I can. They, I, I can. You want to do it? I can. Well, do it I could thumbnail it, um, but okay. it'll take me about twenty minutes. So if you want to explain it. Um, this gentleman named the chief, who's in a wheelchair, brings these three people together who all have some similar tragedies in their life: uh, Robot Man, Negative Man, and Elastigirl, yes. who's, who's misnamed because mm-hmm. Elastigirl just she can grow or shrink; she's not rubbery. Yes. Okay. But anyway, he brings them together, thinking that they don't really have much to lose, and he can help them fight crime. 
So they form a team. And yeah, it sounds like an team. X-Men thing almost. Well, a funny thing, if you look up the history of Doom Patrol and X-Men, they came out about the same time. Really? They're very similar, yep. but supposedly, just like that Swamp Thing, Man Thing um, kind and, of similarity, it it just kind of happened that way. It wasn't planned. It's dead 28 days later. It, yeah. No, it's, okay. it's Red Delicious, Golden Delicious. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um but I take it they haven't been like the most popular comic. No, no, they're very no. eclectic. They're very fringe. They're very eclectic. Yeah. But Speaking of fringe, I tell you, <laughs> looking forward to that. Show. Oh, it's coming dude. up soon. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I tell but, you what. Uh, but the the super yeah. friends that that your little boy the Sage Titans. is reading, Teen Titans. Yes, that your Sage is reading. Oh, I'm sorry, the Super Friends comic that he was yeah. reading. Yes, the Doom Patroller is in it. Yeah, and the Doom Patrol is in uh, a couple of uh, a couple of episodes uh, in the fourth and fifth seasons of the Teen Titans cartoon. Um, that great Teen Titans cartoon. I started watching that Justice League cartoon. Yeah, Justice League. Those. Yes. Not Unlimited, the first Justice yes. League. Very good, by the way. You know, I uh, think it just the, gets better. The first one, uh, the first couple seasons are, are really good, but I just think that just, Justice League Unlimited, I could watch over and over yeah. and over again. Okay. Um, the first ones are like, okay, that's cool. I've seen it now. Um, but man, those unlimited. Um, and one nice thing about the unlimited is uh, they are one-off uh, episodes too. Because the Justice League, yeah, the, first the first two seasons, every everything's a two-parter. Well, the first three episodes were one story. Okay, yeah. And then because that was like their or it was called Secret Origins, right? In fact. Yeah. So that was the, the next the launch, two was yeah. in Blackest Night, the uh-huh. John Stewart. Yeah. It's yeah. So those are yeah. Those darn good stuff. I mean, I, I can't you know. I can't tell you how happy I was to to land those at uh, the nearest movie trading company. Um, there, there are two episodes of Unlimited I absolutely love. It's the uh, Superman versus Captain Marvel yeah. episode, okay. which is just a knockdown drag I out. Think, just, I think yes. you showed that to oh, me. Much fun, yeah. yeah. And then the one where Batman, there's a rogue missile, and only Batman can stop it. Okay, and he it, it is Batman at his finest. How come Superman couldn't stop? Because him? Uh, he is fighting Doomsday, ah, and yeah, Wonder Woman is tied up some doing time. something else, and nobody is competent enough. Everyone's freaking out, <laughs> and so Batman jumps in the Bat Jet and just goes to town on that jet. On you the know, missile, nice. and it is so good. As as huge a fan as I am of Spider Man, uh-huh. it is yeah. quite possible that Batman is. The coolest hero ever. I mean, yeah, well, there's just something about him. And the, this could start a whole nother discussion, but new when, thread. When, when Batman is done good, yeah. when it's done right, there's just nothing like it. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I just I think part of it is that uh, the you know Batman, unlike some of those other heroes, I mean, you know, you you know, one of us at this table could theoretically right. be Batman. You and, know, I, and I've always wondered we why were, Bill Gates is not. Windows man because he has the money <laughs> to be well who Batman. knows what where where is Bill Gates at night? You have oh, any idea? He may uh, be out prowling the streets well, the of Santa is, Barbara is that, looking yeah, for crime. The thing is that if he had like a Windows mobile, it would crash all the time. You know, his technology uh, would bah, be bah, very oh. unreliable. Ow. But Ow. um no and, and yeah. Bill Gates should be Batman. Bill, I mean, it's the perfect front too because it's a nerdy guy. He's not big enough. That's the perfect front. You got to be. He can wear some kind of exoskeleton. You have to be big and strong to be. He could wear an exoskeleton, like what what Professor X uses to walk around with. Yeah. Anyway, he could could do that. uh, This first issue of the new Doom Patrol, fun, 
It's all yeah. set up. I just Massive. hope it gets better. It's, it's yeah. kind of a. a it's, it's all set up. I was, I was jazzed, dude. I went from I went from six to midnight <laughs> when I looked at that uh, cover there. <laughs> um, really? Give me a minute. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, but the issue itself was underwhelming. But again, it's a setup yeah. issue, so you know, give them that. It, it's their it's their metaphorical zero issue. So there you it's go. It's reintroducing um, everyone to who yeah. these characters and are. And it's just I'm you know, we've been reading these things for thirty five, forty years, whatever now. And you know what? I know what the origins of all these people are. So I just don't need origin episodes. Yeah. Um, well, you know, if uh, if yeah. I read this, I'd need that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, see, uh, but the Doom Patrol has had... Uh, I've, I've actually got one of these uh, of my own. Um, but the Doom Patrol has gone through so many different iterations. You know, they, they've been relaunched and shut down so many times. What I want... Um, I, I like the uh, the original stuff, um, but what Billy wants is... I And at the uh, the last uh, con we were at, uh, the the Dallas Comic Con, um, I was searching my little, my little rear off... Um, for uh, uh, Morrison's Doom Patrol run, and yeah. the art is really weird, yeah. but uh, but I want, I desperately want Morrison's run, and it's like from issue nineteen through fifty six or something like that. And I ended up, I mean, I went through the entire room, and I think I found like ten issues. Period, and and I went ahead Should've and got them. Up. It, they were just random. But the uh, uh, the last uh, con we were at, oh God, was it Wizard World or was it um, Fan Days? Um, I don't remember, but. I, I was I was at one of the vendors and man they had I think they may have had forty of the fifty issues that Morrison had done and I just remember thinking to myself that's cool I'll come back and get these and I completely spaced and now I'm going to be walking into the uh, um, the Star Wars fan days here in October um, praying that uh, that somebody has a a run of those that I can pick up for a quarter a pop or fifty cents a pop or whatever. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now trying to see how many yeah. issues this thing ran. Anyway, go ahead. Brian. I mean, I'm dang near down to asking the uh, the, the listeners if they can uh, if they can help a brother out with that. But uh, you know, we'll see. The last uh, one of the things that came in my last shipment. Oh was, yeah, was Oceanverse uh, issue oh, cool. one. Brad, I got mm-hmm. mine too. So I the other uh, Schwartz is with you. Yes, that's fantastic. I ordered four copies. Cool. One for myself with each, and three to give away, and with each. Uh, copy came an Oceanverse print. So the first three people that send me an email at mm-hmm. brad at halfhourwasted.com uh, mm-hmm. who would like the Oceanverse Volume 1 and okay. a print, I'll send those to you. Hang Very generous. Very simple. Not you, Bill. Not you. Uh, and then um, I recently ordered uh, Oceanverse issue number two as well. The, uh, I think it might be in the latest solicit. I'm not sure, but um. Anyway, wow. The, uh, the the that print is gracing my 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 desk at work. You have one of these too. Yeah, cool. It's yeah, pretty. I got, I got four prints here. One of them's for me, and I got four copies of Oceanverse one. Three of which are to give away. So, first three people that want that, send me an email. Brad at halfhourwasted dot com. You know I'll what? Send it mm-hmm. I'm going to follow your lead, Brad. I'm going to be like Brad, but I only have one copy to give away. So the first person I'm going to give away your own? You should. I actually have. Three that I picked them, up here and there. Just give them the challenge of some sort. Of this nah. number one? Yeah. Well, not of that one. Well, of other ocean, ocean verses. Is it the same as this? This version, or this issue number I one, wonder. has, has uh, web strips uh, numbers one through 48. I'm not sure if the other... I don't think the other one I must have something else then, because I know I have the one that he gave uh-huh. at 300. Yes. And then I have another one that I picked up somewhere. 
Okay. I may have ordered. I just may have ordered it just to order it, and then I got this one through DCBS. I think what you ought to do is you ought to give it away to the uh, the person who sends the most alluring self portrait <laughs> via text message. <laughs> no, I'm More just going to do that. email. Just per, just put Oceanverse in the subject line. First one gets it. Okay. And clearly, if Brad won't uh, give me one, uh, I know Frank won't. So uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll let you read it. For I was going to start. I'll, I'll let you read it for a, uh, for a, uh, I appreciate for a that. Appreciate and then that. I also wanted to just mention I got two Ghost Rider trades yes. that came in my book. For some reason, they released they shipped two of them at uh, the same time. Uh, I think think basically they forgot to solicit one. Um, but again, I'm really enjoying Oops. this Ghost Rider stuff. If you like Jason, is this Aaron, current? Yeah, current Jason, uh, current Ghost Rider book written by Jason Aaron. Yeah. It's uh, it's really good stuff. I haven't read any of his and stuff. I've, Blackest I hear Night Superman good. number one was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, I reread that um, uh, I just a couple that, days ago. I have not. I I'm afraid to read it. No, I'm don't, afraid don't that be, I'm not going to like don't it. Be, seriously, I loved it. I really? think it was one of the best Blackest Night tie-ins yet. Really? Oh, did yeah, anyone was, read the Batman one? Uh, no, uh, I did. It I don't was, know if I'm going to get eh, it. Okay. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but yeah. in my opinion, it wasn't near as good as. Blackest Night Superman number one. Well, that Blackest Night Superman uh, is almost a Superman Beyond kind of thing. I mean, it's, you it's, read it? it's changed the game. I've got it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, awesome. and and I read it. Uh, I read the day it came out, and I reread it again uh, two or three nights ago. I had a I had a mini stack of uh, comics on the uh, the coffee table next to me, and I poured through them, and I had to reread it. And and you know, I'd, I've. It's it's a very dense comic book. I mean, a lot of stuff happens, mm-hmm. and it's uh, very good. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, the art's good. I, I wasn't familiar with the artist, um, but uh, I give him a thumbs up. And yeah, it was. It didn't feel like a waste of time. Okay, okay. it felt like a, a reasonable contribution because so often, you know, big surprise. Those things, uh, uh, those things can, don't really dovetail back into the ongoing, you know, yeah. story. If um, you have it, Frank, read it. Yeah, it's. I think it's worth your time. I um, I I, I have come to the conclusion that um, I think for the most part I'm not going to bother with any type of tie-ins now with big events. Okay. Unless I just hear that they're stellar. Yeah. Because uh, I've just been burned too many times. Well, I, I just, totally understand that. Yeah. I, I, oh, glad you brought I, it up. I think I you should. I think you should cherry pick that kind of stuff. If, if you don't mind me tangenting no, for a moment. Please do. Because um, uh, uh, Secret Invasion, um, you know, again, people know that I was fairly well underwhelmed with it. Um, that was pretty to look at. Um, but uh, I picked up the uh, the Inhumans uh, tie-in just because I've always been a fan of the characters, the Inhumans, and I thought the art was just gorgeous, especially the cover art. Uh, was that Marco Djurjevic? Djurjevic. Djurjevic. He spoke Croatian. Man. Um, uh, so I picked up the Inhumans uh, uh, tie-in just because I was interested in it, and that led me straight into War of Kings. Yeah, so uh, that that's worked out well, and and through that I've uh, uh, rediscovered Abnet and Lanning, who I've been missing for quite a while. I haven't been, uh, I have have not been following their authority run, um, though I've kind of wanted to, and um, yeah, it's actually led me uh, to go round and round. Um, like uh, a last, record, yeah. <laughs> last week, yeah, easy there. Right um, round. I'm not. I'm not putting mm-hmm. on the. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not putting on the leopard uh, print. Not gonna um, work it, but I actually uh, went so far as to uh, go and pick up a couple of uh, Nova back issues. I mean, like it was, it was like 28 and 29, the two current ones. Um, but just because you know, I'd forgotten how how kick butt Abnet and Lanning Do are. Do you have the first two or three issues of that series, that Nova series? Nova. No, uh-uh. Do you want I them? picked up. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I think you know, I I'll, I'll make a deal or something. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I uh, uh, picked up the uh, the Nova, um, the the four issue uh, Nova miniseries that led into uh, Annihilation, um, or was that Annihilation Conquest? Gosh, it's been a while now. But they had the four miniseries. They had the Drax miniseries, the Silver Surfer, the Ronin, and the Nova. I thought and that was the first Annihilation. It probably was. I think it was. But because uh, uh, I think Nova, yeah, because Nova's up to issue twenty nine, so that would be two years ago, um, a little over two years ago. That that would time out right. Um, Do you have the Annihilation miniseries, the first one? Yes, I've got the floppies. I, I think uh, that that first again. I'm a sucker for Abnett and Lanning. No secret. Um, but you I have thought the prologue annihilation prologue. Yes, issue? Okay. I sure do. And and I first thought first person to send me an email to uh-huh. dot com that wants those mm-hmm. the the six floppies of the first annihilation miniseries and annihilation prologue all seven books they're yours. Wow, just got to send me an email. Um, dang, I, I'm I trying to get rid of junk. I don't like. Do you have Do you have the annihilation conquest? No, I didn't care for the first Dang one, it. so I didn't buy the second one. I thought the, uh, the I, I know we've discussed this before, so we'll try not to beat a dead horse too terribly long. But I, I thought the 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 first conquest I thought was just magnificent. I had such I a thought good time it was magnificently it. boring. Yeah, well, I just what they did, you know, the the way that they incorporated Galactus into it was mm-hmm. just I, I it was it was one of those holy holy stuff moments where right. you just kind of drop the comic and go they actually did that i how come they've never thought about that before and oddly enough uh uh the Mar- uh, Millar and Hitch's run of the Fantastic 4 which unfortunately recently concluded um they did almost the exact same thing with Galactus yeah, in the Fantastic 4 and it was just like i i mean it was literally a sense of deja vu uh except for the fact that i knew where that sense of right. deja vu had come from um, but yeah, I think, uh, Abnet and Lanning, yeah, good stuff, boys. So thumbs up, you know, to that. And what were we saying? Good times. <laughs> hmm? We're, we're not really following uh script here. So yeah. Just, I, yeah. One other thing I wanted we're, to we're mention at the Zeus half price deal, I found uh mm-hmm. queen and country huh. the definitive edition edition volume one. By Greg Rucka. I've okay. heard nothing but good about yeah, Queen I, and Country. Yeah, that's something on my list to get so eventually. I went ahead and picked up Volume 1, and I'm going to dive into that. And so are there, how much was it? Tights and capes and that? Well, it was 50% uh, Well, I'm off, not interested so then. I got it for $10. Wow. Yeah. And uh, let's see, the definitive edition, let's see how many uh, issues it contains here. It's a, it's secret agent stuff. Uh, issues 1 through 12, as well as material from the Oni Press Color Special 2001, so... Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I've heard nothing but good about it, and I know that the regular non-definitive edition Volume One trade paperback was sold out. Really? In fact, CGS was going to do a Book of the Month Club on it once, but that particular trade paperback was out of print, <laughs> they so they so it. they couldn't. But then wow. uh, they've started. Uh, Oni has started releasing the definitive uh, edition. Um, the I one thing that oh, the cover that looks interesting, but is what, that still, what is that? Is no. that sale still going on? No, oh. it's not. Sorry, I want to get. I keep meaning. I keep wanting to pick up that book local. Um, I can't remember who who. I'm going to look it up while you guys talk. So, what is Queen and Country? I have no idea. It's a spy. It's a. It's a. a well, I'll just read it. Okay. Uh, the Eisner Award winning and critically lauded espionage series. Cool. From uh, Greg Rucka. In this first collection, readers are introduced to the thrilling and oftentimes devastating world of international espionage Ooh. as SIS field agent Tara Chase is okay. sent all over the world in service to her queen and country. Okay. So it's uh, it's Lady Bond. Yeah, then. it's uh, 
Yeah. And Rucka, Tremor, it, Rucka, is he Greg Rucka? Does he give you some humor around the edges? Is this pretty action? He's more like a he's more like a noir. Like he did Gotham Central. Yeah. He's doing detective comics now. Okay. Um, really good with the Batman stuff. Okay. It's like crime. He's a good crime guy. Okay, so that probably wouldn't be as good if like Dan Slott was writing it. Then. No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Or George Carlin. No. Actually, yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, that would be just a bad idea altogether. Do you have a an audio Twitter? Oh, I do. I because I'd like to. Um, hey, I've got a. Uh, uh, you were uh, talking about uh, Fringe oh, earlier. Yes. And um, uh, well, can I just? Um, Maybe I can just uh, Brian uh, Woods you local. This? That's the one I want. I want to read. Oh, okay, cool. Um, something to play concerning Fringe. Uh, yes, to read? yes. Uh, you got me potted up. Now you are. All right. And go. I'm sorry. What was that? All right. Bonus. Join oh, us okay. if you dare for a journey into the unknown. A celestial odyssey of mystery and suspense. Please relax and accept the inevitable. And do it right now! Yes, sir. Awesome. Okay. I didn't right. expect this. This is nice. Yeah, this is... Okay. This is this is my uh, this is my fringe time. It's kind of like the, the, morning, the day you go to the office and somebody brought donuts. Yeah. You yeah. totally didn't expect it. Zoe? Yeah. What are you doing up at 4.45 in the morning? Yeah, and it's the, like... It's it's almost time to get up. The sun is rising. I see your and, belly. Uh, yeah. Zage, what are you doing up? Dirge. Am I still potted up? Oh. No. I pulled could, the music could I be, down. Please? Yes. Oh, yes. see, no, I, I'm actually doing that on see, the... See, you don't uh, do it quick enough for me. That's why I, I'm oh, the master controller okay. over here. Okay, gotcha down. Well, in that case, as soon as you get that music out... Okay. Pot it back on the baby. Double click on the uh, clear comp. Double click, man. All right. Just double click for your single click, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> good night, sweethearts. Good night. Say good night to the listening audience. Good night. Okay. Sweetheart. All right. I love I, I love Zoe's complaint. I've never actually seen uh, the professor's head do a three complete three sixty like that. <laughs> she was pretty. Um, <laughs> she was pretty motherly right there. She was pretty. Yeah. All right, hit it. Well, those kids are always cracked up. Here we go. I'm sorry, what was that? Sorry, what was that? <laughs> one more. This is pretty easy. I'll, I'll give you one more. Dude, that could be a million things. Really? Yeah. Play it one more I time. I'm so obvious. Chabuka. Babuka. Babubat. Boo boo kitty. Uh-huh. Chabuka. Would you like the answer? No, play well, it again. No, one more time. Okay, one more time. I've given you all the clues. Fat Brubrecht. All the clues you need to solve this mystery. You've given us clues? I did. Has I said it was to do with fringe? I said it was the fringe tie-in. I'm really, I'm really, really surprised. Again, people out there in podcast land are screaming at their pods at you guys, uh, shouting the answers right, play, out, one more time. begging you guys to get this just for your own egos. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great guess. Joshua Jackson. That's a great guess. Are you ready? Are yeah. you ready what to unveil it? the answer? Yes. Here you go. Bad robot. Bad robot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That was very good. That's so, yes, awesome. in, in, honor of, uh, in honor of Fringe coming back, thank play, you. Play it one more time. 
Sage's, Sage's version? Okay, or J.J. Abrams' version. Here you go. That's oh, awesome. there you go. <laughs> Fringe was recently released on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Yes. And um, I've seen all of them, but I know, man, it's, it's I tempting. Get it so bad. It's tempting. It's, I just... It's so good. I, well, I would I would run out and get it, but I guarantee I I don't know if I'd ever get the chance to watch it. Yeah. So you know it would just sit on my like, shelf and collect dust. Very excited which, about that. Kind if of money thing. weren't an issue, would go ahead and happen. So. If money times. weren't an issue, I would just keep money on the shelf and let that gather dust. That's a good That'd point. be kind of cool. That's you don't buy stuff if you're that yeah. rich. You don't buy stuff. Yeah. And put on the shelf and let gather dust. You put money. <laughs> on money the shelf wasn't an issue. I wouldn't be here right now. Oh, money yeah, wasn't an issue. Well, yeah, I guess you're. Yeah, I guess yeah, I wouldn't be here either. <laughs> so long, suckers. <laughs> You have an audio Twitter? <laughs> yes. All right. So wait, is that going to be it? Like if one of us <laughs> hits it big, if one of us wins the lottery or something like that, it's not. Hey guys, let's get a great suit. No, it's going to be. Hey guys, <laughs> later. <laughs> later with the show. See ya. Wouldn't want to be. Ya. No, of course not. But wait, not. don't you want to buy us more quick? No, I am out of here. <laughs> I, I am syndicating myself. If money myself was not an object to Hawaii, we would have a permanent studio. Yes. In in my backyard. And it well, would be, actually, it would be a bunker and underground. And we'd be able to pay the professor rent for all the times oh, that we yeah. came over. That would be awesome. You know, we would. You know, I think it would be cool is if in the front yard we built a well with an elevator. Yes, going down so to dirt our bunker foot could live down in the bottom. <laughs> And he'd like wear one big sock. That'd be awesome. Well, and he he would never wash that sock. He'd always leave it laying over the back of the sofa. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there would be many complaints. You know, just going to prove that uh, money doesn't automatically bring happiness. Or maybe we could. But you know what? Like, I'm willing to put that you know, to the test. I actually just I just read a. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, who wrote it. Uh, I read it in uh, the local newspaper, and uh, the point of the article was in the Sunday uh, uh, op-ed uh, section. And uh, the point of the article is a long article that money. No, I'm not like your story. I don't have it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No, thanks for ganging up. Um, I hear Sasha <laughs> chiming in. Uh, you know, the, the professor is chiming in from 30 feet away. That's oh, right. Um, but the uh, the point of the article was that uh, they they've actually done studies. Uh, they had uh, psychologists uh, do studies on people um, because they they. Uh, to literally decide if uh, money makes you happier. And their finding was that simply having money um, didn't necessarily make you happier. It was the way you use that money. And um, their findings were that they, they'd give people certain amounts of money, um, just as test examples. They also followed people who were well off. But uh, they would give someone, you know, 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 5 bucks, whatever it was. And, you know, uh, one group, they would say, go spend this on yourself. Uh, another uh, group, they would say, um, you can spend this um, in a group setting. Like you can take some friends out to dinner or something, but you can't buy yourself a video game or, or whatever with it. And they found that the people who spent the money socially, uh, they use the money uh, to to provide a social outlet a, 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 to, to gather with other people. Um, uh, though the, those people test out to be the happiest um, afterwards. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So that the, is really smart. I thought so too. So, so money the, can uh, buy you happiness. Well, the idea that, well, well, what, um, the happiness, uh, that money was buying these people was in the social interaction, which is ironic because in this day and age of, you know, some dudes, uh, uh, listening to this podcast on his iPod, you know, walking on the sidewalk, you know, isolated from the rest of uh, society, 
you know, somebody's listening to this podcast in their car by themselves, the windows rolled up, isolated from the rest of society. You know, there's a podcast aren't, you know, the only way that people isolate themselves, but you know, the whole point was that uh, the, Those the reason, sad, lonely people. The, the reason that, well, that's how I do it. Um, but uh, I'm sure that's how most people do it. Well, but, you, know, uh, you know, I can cite another study called Booster's Millions, where Booster... <laughs> it's Bruce. Yeah, but he couldn't actually <laughs> buy anything. But remember, he was buying things for social reasons. I mean, he was buying he all that to, stuff. He had to spend all X that money to Wasn't get it, X times now. Which one? Or something? Yeah. Was it, were there two of those movies? Like, it was, he had to spend a million dollars a day, or was it thirty million dollars in a month? But he something couldn't. Like that. But he couldn't actually buy anything. Right. He could only parties and stuff. Well, but I mean, he couldn't like buy a plane or a house or anything. He had to. He could buy a trip on a plane, but he couldn't actually purchase a jet airliner. That you was know. Richard Pryor, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. John Candy, the great John Candy. I don't remember. Really? John yeah. Candy was in that. I don't he was the catcher. That. I don't the catcher. remember. Yeah. Who was the pitcher? Uh, Nolan Ryan. Elton John? <laughs> no, it was Richard Pryor was the pitcher, I think. Okay. But was he, this movie about baseball? Yeah. You I don't remember Brewster's Millions? Frank's bluffing right now. Brewster's Millions. No, it's, it's you can look it up on uh, IMDb. But, but he, but he had to... He had to he had to use all that money in a social setting or something. He couldn't invest yeah. it in order to get more money, and he was miserable. Right. He had yeah. to spend well, it was X be- amount to get X times. It was whatever. because he had like thirty days to spend thirty million dollars, and he couldn't actually buy anything with it. He had to he could he could purchase services, but he couldn't actually purchase goods. He did buy know? that up that famous upside down stamp for like like a million dollars, but then he used it to but mail then a letter he used it to yeah. mail a postcard. <laughs> So yeah, he couldn't uh he couldn't actually keep anything. Um so funny. Um yes, so I So anyway, about the study. Uh well, the I think I think I arrived at my point. The point was um the reason uh having more money makes you happier is uh because you uh you go out and you uh you buy people lunches and you interact with other people and you you create uh friendships um you know in person. Um and uh you know, the internet uh, is great for so many things. I mean, you know, heck, the uh, you know, so many friendships you've got, um, you know, across the the you know across this great land of ours that you just wouldn't have without you know uh, the otherwise impersonal you know uh, 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 internet. Well, I mean, um, pe- people. I mean, when well, I listen I mean, to a podcast, the, I'm having a discussion. I'm I'm. Well, I mean, the, the Legion of Dudes. I mean, those guys are those guys. I mean, we're friends with them too. But mm-hmm. those guys, you know, those guys are friends. I mean, I, I'm sure they probably darn near consider you know the Legion of Dudes, you know, a family and, you know, people are stretched out from, uh, from South Texas to Long Island. And, you know, that, that would never happen, you know, in a, in a pre-internet age, you know, it's amazing. It couldn't happen. So the internet is great for a lot of things, but you know, um, anyway, so the point is, uh, if you, uh, if you hit the lottery, um, take, uh, 500,000 of your uh, closest friends out to dinner, um, don't buy a mansion with it. I wish I had some kind of exclamatory so sound Walter effect Hill, that might have been funnier that way. Director Walter Hill. Yeah, he did Hamburger Hill, too, didn't he? He also directed really? Brewster's Million? Wow. Wow. He, that uh, surprises me. I did not know that. Did that for the paycheck. Walter Hill? Yeah. Was he of Western? He did a lot of Western movies. and Yeah. And, uh, I'm on Facebook. Very good. Just like that. Wow. Uh, oh, by the way, I recently <laughs> I recently listened to the soundtrack to uh, Inglorious Bastards. Really? So good. 
Haven't even seen the movie yet. Such a good movie. Did you see the movie? Yes. Going to be a while. So you re-listened to the soundtrack? I got the soundtrack first because I was curious. Oh, okay. Thought it's you know I thought maybe it was going to be like a typical Quentin soundtrack with with audio drops and stuff. There weren't. Okay. But let's try to go. I don't really get it, but it's okay. Saw the movie, yeah. loved it. Re-listened to it. It's like, oh my gosh, the movie, the music is so perfect. So for that movie. why did you buy the uh, soundtrack? I was just curious about it. I like soundtracks. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I, I listen to a lot of Christmas. Soundtrack. I mean, scores. Okay. If, if I'm not a Brad Pitt fan, would I like that movie? Yeah, I think you would. Well, did you like? Um, I mean, it's not really a Brad Pitt vehicle. It doesn't seem like. Did, did you or, like? Or is it? Well. Brad Pitt steals the movie more yeah, okay. than than several times. I mean, is it one of those? The movie's not necessarily written for him to be, you know, no, the Tom no, Cruise. No. He's just so darn good in it that you yeah. can't help but I tend you know, to like gravitate towards him. Brad Pitt when he's in minor roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is this like is in Snatch. Tyler Durden. No, not that one. Like he, in Snatch. He, he's in. He's in half. He's he's in about half the movie. He's not okay. the whole thing. Because there's several different stories that go go along through it, and they all cross intersection, just just like any other Quentin movie. Really? But d- oh, cool. d- did you see Pulp Fiction? Did you like Pulp Fiction? No, didn't care for it. All right, you won't like this one. Really? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> if you did not I, like Pulp Fiction, you will not Pulp like Pulp this. Pulp Fiction since about a year after it came out. Okay. So I know my tastes in movies have changed since then. Mm-hmm. I don't know that 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 means it it would change for that there, I mean, there, there's some very I guess it depends on why you didn't like Pulp Fiction and you know I, I was I was talking to glorious who had seen it and the the first I, the first 10 10 minutes of that movie will either make you or break you I think because it's a it's a slow burn okay. after that first 10 minutes the movie just takes off and it's a lot of fun but it's it's, it's a conversation like a pot of water yeah and it's and it's and it's building up to something, and you keep. And I was a little bored by the first ten minutes, but then after that, boom, it takes off. And I had some friends that just said they loved the first ten minutes. So, is the movie. ten minutes? Is it? Uh, it's two people talking. Is it? Uh, uh, is it whiteboard or is it? Uh, you know, is it exposition anyway, or is it my dinner with Andre? Um, it's my dinner with Andre. Okay, I think it may be that I'm just not a Tarantino fan. Well, maybe. Some, I mean, that's certainly possible. I mean, I'm, I, um, I, I honestly can't think of a Tarantino movie that I just loved. Jackie, Br- I love Jackie Brown. Yeah, see, I, I just, think that used to be my favorite. I Quentin. never saw it. Wow, oh, I love it. Uh, see, now, for me, I, I, Jackie Brown was just this is too long and too slow for really? me. Really, I, I thought uh, uh, Robert Forster was awesome in it, but that was really about it. What was the Grindhouse movie he did? You know, I didn't see that. I have no idea. It was Planet uh, Terror. Oh, Death Proof. Death, Death Proof. Yeah. The last thirty minutes was awesome because yeah. it was okay. the car chase. Yeah. The first really? hour of it was like. I kind of figured the entire movie was one. You know, I kind of figured the entire thing was one long uh, car chase. No. Wow. See, I just, I did. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't see Planet Kill Bill, the second one. Yeah. For the first, the first one though. First one's good. It's weird how so many times uh, the setup is better than the payoff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just you know, it's I you know how how many times is you know the the first movie in the trilogy the best? Well, yeah, you know that movie was originally Star Wars. supposed to be mm-hmm. one movie, uh, Kill Bill. It okay. was supposed to be Volume One, Volume Two, yeah, but right. it just ran so long. Um, and and maybe maybe he took elements that were supposed to be in one and put mm-hmm. it in two, or I don't know, but. 
I think one flows really well. For me, two, there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And we already kind of know what's going on with the storyline. And so it doesn't, it, the payoff just isn't there for me. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the, uh, was the, was the segment, uh, the House of Blue Leaves or the, the, the one where Uma Thurman has the crazy sword fight. Isn't that in the second yeah. movie? Yeah. No, it's the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. That's the, yeah, the Lucille, first movie. That's is, with uh, Lucy, uh, Lucy, Lucy Liu. Liu. Yes. Um, yeah, that was extremely impressive, but yeah, I just, I, the, as far as I could tell the, you know, the, the storyline completely bounced off my cranium. I mean, it was just, a, it was a collection of visual pieces. You know, it was just a, it was a, just a jigsaw puzzle of, of video, you know, film, whatever. I know it's film. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I think my favorite movie of Quentin Tarantino's is uh, True Romance. Which he didn't direct. He wrote. Oh yeah, he wrote. You know, I mean Tony, Tony Scott, Scott, who you know you can you can say what you want about Tony Scott. I realize he did Top Gun, and I realize he's done a lot of stuff that shouldn't necessarily make you proud. But uh, but that dude did Spy Game, which was a great movie, and that dude directed True Romance, which was a great movie. Like oh I, wait, I, I want to defend Top Gun just a little bit, mostly <laughs> because it, you, it, into, it, you into volleyball, Danny? It's a it's a movie that it, it is a. You ever seen a grown man naked? Is a it is is a point in time. Yeah, that movie. When was it made? Eighty whatever. Uh, it was eighty six. That was the epitome of the eighties, like right there. Yeah. In the lighting, in the in in the storyline, mm-hmm. in the way the music was soundtrack used. by Kenny Loggins. That wow. is such a quintessential. This movie is made in the eighties. If you want to know what the 80s is like, there, there's a handful of movies you can look at, and Top mm-hmm. Gun's one of them. And Less Than Zero. And Less Than Zero is another one. That's and right. John Hughes movies Absolutely are Absolutely horrible one. movie. Less, Less Than, than Zero? zero? Yeah. Have you ever oh, read yeah, the not book? A, not a, I'm not saying it's a good movie. No. The book is pretty I'm saying freaking... if, if you're looking for a period piece. Yeah, period you know, pieces. Well, I mean, not a period piece. Is, is, I guess a period piece assumes that uh, you're in the future telling a story about the past. But, yes, if you're well, looking I for mean, something that epitomizes the 80s, yeah. then that's that was my point. Yeah. Wow, I actually uh, I thought I made that uh, point rather quickly for me. Wait, what? I, I, I'm really now. What point was now that? I'm you know, now I'm going off on a tangent. I zoned with out no at particular Top Gun. direction. As soon as I heard the words Top Gun, I don't I blame just, you. Yeah, Brad's been over there um, playing Canasta. Oh, really? Clam yeah. digger? Clam I thought he was playing clam digger. Yeah. Genius. So yeah, Tarantino. Uh, if you want to see a good Tarantino movie, go rent True Romance and enjoy Tony Scott's fine work. Also, I can I can recommend also uh, Inglorious. Just the, well, the, the whole scene with Christian Slater and uh, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. just awesome. Did I ever on the show? Did we ever talk about District Nine? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. If people haven't seen that, people have said it's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. You should see. Yeah. It. Okay. That, was last, that was the last movie I saw. Was, uh, it was just phenomenal. That was Brad's. That, that is how I was going to go see it that week it opened. Never did. I thought it was fantastic. And now I just got to wait for my DVD pile because it's just, probably it's if I don't see a movie it. very good within those first two weeks. I ain't gonna go hey, see you it. know what? If I can't see it in 3D, I'm not interested <laughs> anymore. They've spoiled me. And that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for 3D televisions to come out. Otherwise, I'm I'm boycotting. I, don't I want, want that crap. I watch the NFL in 3D, baby. All right. Well, hey, I think Speaking we got a um, show. So should we go ahead and introduce uh, my fantasy football corner segment? No, we're yeah. going to go home. No? Do you have an audio tweet? 
Oh, you uh, never I did do. That. I, I do have one of those. I'd rather do. I'd rather do my fantasy football segment, but if you want me to do an audio tweet and us to an wrap audio it up, tweet. we could do that too. Audio do tweet. Okay, because I just want to let you know. By the time we do the next episode, Here, we're going to be put, just click, we're going to be like click. we're going to be like three or four weeks. Thank of the you fantasy for listening season, to a half hour. Be sure to check the have, of dudes. People will not have you know oh, good drafts. You are not going to. You are just. You kill me. Have you seen my? Have you seen the signature on my uh, on, on my? Um, oh. um, on my forum. You gonna play the tweet or Guy. not? Oh. You gonna am play I, the tweet or not? Am I potted up? Yeah. Well, then I'll play the tweet. I'm just gonna put the microphone down now. Oh. It's like six in the morning. Oh. I think it's my alarm going off in the back room. <laughs> Bill's audio Twitter. Bill's audio Twitter. Don't steal my thunder, sir. I've had an epiphany. I like pudding. Do you like pudding? I like pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I like pudding. When did he get all uppity? <laughs> I know, man. That's what happens when you put him in an ascot. <laughs> he had little spats on. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he it was cute. Gray poop on, too. <laughs> yeah. like yeah, well, poo-dee. for Sage, it's, it's gray poop on, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I hope the police never go and boom, ask boom. you which way a, a criminal ran, because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not going to get a straight answer. It's matter life and death. On. All depends on what you mean by ran. Uh, I mean, uh, what's are you talking, running? Uh, does this include the curvature of the Earth, or uh, are we just talking empirically? Um, <laughs> Could uh, we say that me. he's the Cliff Clavin of, of half hour wasting? I think that's an insult to Cliff Clavin. But uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, Bill, you are uh, uh, you tell you tell a wild long yarn. I give you that much, Bill. I have my place. Mm. The show has. Not been the same since you've joined. I know. And I'm sorry I've about gone that. Back. Because, no, because it is impossible for us to hit under an hour. I've gone. <laughs> we hit under an hour last week. <laughs> Barely. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do the show without you. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, and, I'm, I'm um, glad you don't. You know want what? To. I'm going to mirror that sentiment, even yeah. though I'm not a sentimental guy. I usually don't. Is this a good time to get into my uh, my instant review? No. Uh, no. no. Brad, Your hit what? the music. <laughs> Instant review? Avengers issue 239. Can you do okay. it in Avengers on Late Night Daily Letter. I was actually going to no. panel by panel. So. No. No? Okay, hit the music. Thank you for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast. It comes out every Thursday on this same feed. This is our website, halfhourwasted.com, to check out our blogs, forums, photos, and more. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 972 798 3830. You can also drop us an individual email at Brad, Frank, or Bill at halfhourwasted.com. Visit our sponsor, DCBService.com. And remember, till next week, I'm Brad. I'm Frank. Just, just give me a second here, okay? And I we'll just, see you next give week. You a review of Avengers Brad, issue let's just go. It begins one fine sunny day to finish the This is my biggest.